Trey Johnson will step in for the Bulldogs. 3-2 the score as we go to the fourth inning here in Provo. First pitch a little bit low for ball one. Johnston, Barrera, Nyquist do up. They did a bunch of damage in the second. Triple a walk and a double. The 1-0 pitch is up high for ball two. Looks like uh, Keaton's starting to be a little bit in the shade. Start to maybe be a little easier to see out there in left. Shortstop in center field and right are still covered. 2-0 pitch, swing and a miss. Yeah, Kringlin couldn't be more thrilled to have a little shade in his life than this inning. Yeah, this is a tough time to hit right here, Brent, just because you have that little opening there where the sun's right over the mound. Ball fouled straight back. Makes it to where that ball really jumps on you. You can't see it great out of the hand, especially because where the sun's at, it's on the left-hander's throwing side. If it was a righty, it might be more in the shade, but with the lefty, it's coming right in that sun from sun to shade. Two balls, two strikes. Here's the pitch. Ball fouled off again. Troy Johnson, Jr. out of Puyallup, Washington. Hitting 270 after that uh, triple. That was in the mid of Kringlin at one time. Then he crashed into the wall, and uh, Nyquist swings out, or swings and strikes out. Looked like a pitch that might have been out, a little bit out of the zone. Yeah, it would have been ball three, but uh, Mitch was able to get Johnson to swing through that. Nice start to the fourth inning here for, for Mitch. This is the guy you have to get, though. He's the guy that when you get on bases can cough some havoc. Isaac Barrera steps in. First pitch over for a strike. Barrera walked his last time up and was doubled in by Nyquist, the guy in the on-deck circle. Swing and a miss, 0-2. Yet the, you got left and center playing really shadow, shallow with Barrera up. Small guy, doesn't seem to have a ton of pop, but really can handle the bat. Pop up. Kringlin in left coming in. He'll get there and he'll make the catch for the out. Two men down and Nyquist steps in. Nick well, Nyquist has four hits in this series. Yeah, he's he's been the Cougar killer. Him and Yake he's are four, seeing the ball. Yeah. Four for six. With two RBI so far here in Provo for Nyquist. And two doubles. And here is McIntyre's pitch over for call, strike one. Good changeup right there. Hadn't shown that yet, this outing. No balls and a strike. Pitch is way up. And outside now where the shortstop Matthews also in the shade, as is Kringlin. So Jelic in center might... Have a little battle with the sun, but not nearly as bad an angle as the left side of that infield. There's a ball squirted right off the end of the bat down the first baseline. It will stay foul. I thought that thing might twist and turn and come back fair. Yeah, those are those ones that you just never know. 
I think the Cougars thought the same thing yeah. because Noah Hill, Sue, and the pitcher were all going after it. You get them off the end of these uh, aluminum bats, and you just never know. Yeah, you really don't. Puts a lot of English on them. Here's the one-two. That's up high. Two and two the count. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. And the pitch from McIntyre just misses. Yeah, and goes just, full three and two. Just missed. McIntyre with a 3-2 pitch, a pie ball four. So a base runner for Gonzaga. Yeah, good take there by Nyquist. Elevated fastball. Sometimes on full count, hitters get a little overaggressive and swing through that. Jack Crow will step in. He had a sacrifice fly, picked up an RBI his last time up there. Nyquist uh, does have one stolen base on the year. And the first pitch is up high, ball one. Now, McIntyre, you know, as a, uh, as a freshman, didn't pitch at all. When did, we, when did they start working him out and really well, he worked, in earnest? He worked all freshman year in the fall to pitch. He just never had an opportunity to really pitch last year. So he didn't get a chance to pitch in any games last year. But he was still throwing some bullpens here and there throughout the season. But this fall, he really, uh, we really said, hey, with only having a few lefties in our bullpen, we're like, hey, you were a good pitcher, you know, 88 to 90 mile an hour guy with a good changeup. We got to start to, to throw you more. Pitch crawl is uh, looped into center field. In comes Jellich. He'll get there and make the catch for the out. And that's going to do it for the Zags here in the fourth inning. No runs. No hits, no errors, and one man left. We're through three and a half. 3-2 Gonzaga over BYU on your W.TV Newskin BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. Brock Hale steps in as he leads off the fourth inning. Hit a long home run. His first time up, first pitch over for a call, strike one. Yeah, first pitch change up down at the knees. Good pitch. Cougars, both, both the runs have come on home runs. Hale hits another one, deep left field. Left fielder going back. Center fielder also it, going they? back. Center fielder making the play just in front of the track. Well, Barrera didn't see it, that's for sure. They are fortunate that Morrison did get a good look at it and made the catch. Yeah, but the just, way they both reacted, yeah. it was hard to tell. I couldn't tell because Morrison kind of had a late jump. Barrera didn't see it till way late. That'll bring Jackson Clough to the plate. Clough homered last night for the Cougars. First pitch down low, ball one. Clough had a couple of hits last night. One being the solo home run. Sophomore out of Meridian, Idaho. There's a line drive down the left field line. That ball will be a fair ball into the corner. Clough around first base. And Jackson with a one-out double. 
here in the fourth inning. Yeah, good swing there by Jackson. Just had the outside fastball, took it down the line, a couple feet fair. Good inside-out swing there by Clough to get a little one-out double. Clough out of Meridian, Idaho. Came off his mission, what, I think in June? And yep. Has Early, been working yeah. hard, and, uh, well, I'll tell you, he hasn't skipped a beat. Yeah, I tell you, I mean, he's actually doing better than he did as a freshman year. He struggled yeah. a little bit offensively. Yeah. And he's seeing it well and swings on point. It's great to see him have some success. D.J. McNew now steps to the plate. First pitch to D.J. is a off-speed pitch over the inside corner for strike one. It'd be big here to get a knock and tie this thing up. McNew won for five last night. Right-handed hitter. We'll step back in. And here is Blattner's pitch. Way inside, almost hitting for ball one. McNew out of Mountain Grove, Missouri. McNew, a transfer from State Fair Community College. Big-time player, though. He was uh, a shortstop there and in high school. Had an injury to his knee, correct? Or yeah, might have been drafted. It's yeah. a good player. Here's the 1-1 pitch to McNew, and that's a down low for ball two. And the thing that's been great about his opportunities, he has 28 at-bats, official at-bats this year, and 14 RBIs. So he's a guy that's been clutch with runners in scoring position. Two balls and a strike. Justin Blattner working from the stretch. Clough at second base. Has very good speed. And McNew a big swing and a miss. Two and two. Yeah, really good changeup right there. Just got him a little out in front. Just shorten up and put a ball in play and see if good things can happen. Blattner will probably try to pound him in with that fastball that he got him guessing last time. And he got him, caught him looking. Two and two the count. And here is Blattner's pitch. Popped up. Foul out of play. Over the press box here. So the Cougars in town for the next three weeks. Yeah, once this series got switched here, we were pretty excited because we had Milwaukee to start the season at home. And so it turned into a, basically a month-long homestand. Two and two again. McNew steps back in. Here's the pitch. Good eye as he takes the pitch off the plate for ball three. Yeah, change up run away. He wanted to go for it, but he did a good job of checking. Clough the potential tying run at second base. One man out here in the fourth. And McNew steps back. Blattner taking a long time. Now he rocks and fires, and McNew hits this ball. Deep left field. Left fielder going back just in front of the track will make the catch. Clough is going to tag, and he'll make it into third base safely. McNew just under that one. Yeah, just barely got underneath that. Good swing there. Again, you can see there... 
Barrera saw that one a little better because he's in the shade now, and Clough did the right thing by tagging, going in head first right there on the WTV, and the good slide, and he moves uh, just 90 feet away. A lot more, th- lot more uh, ways to score from third base than second base. Yeah, definitely. Almost a wild one right there yeah. as uh, Kringlin steps in and takes a pitch high and outside, ball one. I was about to say, Brent, you just called that. Because he tagged <laughs> he up, he got close. the wild pitch, and he scored. But Pinarini did a good job of going and getting that ball that was way outside. Big spot here for Kringlin. Kringlin popped up to the shortstop his first time, and he swings and misses at the 1-0 pitch. Well, with the third placement playing in... That opens up the six hole, and Keaton really likes to, to hit his line drives into that area. One ball, one strike. Kringlin pops it up. Catcher coming back behind home plate. And oh, he the, couldn't make the play. Yeah, it ricocheted off of the, off the, netting. the net. Yeah. Well, they got a second life there. Yeah. Very, very close to the third out right there. Yeah, you really got to make it count. It'd be a huge confidence build for the team here if you're able to find a way to a two strikes here, your senior leader up to just find a way to get a single here and tie this game up. Kringlin steps back in. Blattner will work from the windup here with a runner at third base. And here's the pitch. Kringlin fouls it straight back. That's three consecutive change-ups. It's going right at the change-up with Keaton. Wouldn't be surprised if he tries to go fastball elevated here to see if he can get a swing through. Kringlin really battling up there. Well, that's something you wouldn't see in pro baseball. That ball came off of the cement part of the backstop, and the umpire put it back in his pocket. Hmm. He's going to put that thing back in play. Here's the one-two pitch. Again, a ball fouled off. Yeah, good battle here. Good battle by Keat. I just have to find a way to win this. This is a huge point of the game here in the fourth inning. It'd be great momentum here for the Cougs if he can uh, find a way to score that run. And Blattner is trying to keep that momentum by keeping that run there. One ball, two strikes to Keaton Kringlin. Kringlin pops another one foul. Speaking of that, Tuck, uh, how many baseballs in a normal college game here at BYU do we go through? It really you know? depends on the game. I know that we four dozen baseballs of what we get ready and give it to the umpires so they have that to start with. And uh, usually probably lose a dozen or two of those. I know pro ball, it's about 12 dozen a game. Every ball that's hit is taken. Oh, there, there it ball. is. Ball gets away from the catcher. Cougar's going to tie it up. 2-2 pitch was a little bit low, and Pinarini just let it sneak between his legs, and the runner scores. Good job by Clough right there, and the importance of moving that yeah. extra 90 feet. You definitely called that one, Brent. Because Clough tags there, we get a run out of it, and now it's a tied ball game. So now Kringlin steps back up. And Blattner fires, and Kringlin hits this one out toward the second baseman. Heath loves it, throws him out. Great wow. play there by Carson Brashears. Fantastic play, robbing Kringlin of a base hit. That's going to do it here. We're through 4 3 3 the score. BYU and Gonzaga on the W.TV Newskin BYU Sports Network. 
For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton. Carson Brashear steps in, made a fantastic play to end the inning, and Rob Keaton Kringlin of a base hit. Cougars did score one to tie it up. Both teams, three runs, three hits. Brashears with a 1-1 count. He popped up to third baseman Jackson Clough his first time up there tonight. There's a fastball that just missed off the plate. That was close. Watching on the monitor there. Might have been just a little down, but pitch that Mitch probably wants. Two balls and a strike. That pitch is up. Three and one the count. Top of the order, Ernie Yake up uh, in the on-deck circle. It's a nine hole. You got to go right at him. Got to go right at him. 3-1 pitch. That's over for a strike. Again, a little odd. They play Brashears to pull the ball, even though young man hitting 125 this year. Ball fouled off. Yeah, it's crazy. If you look at his spray chart of all the balls he's put in play, it's like almost 85% up the middle and pull. The only time he hits it the other way is when he just kind of slaps it just a few times on an outside high pitch. 3-2 pitch. He comes back and gets him. Strikeout of Brashears, one man down, and Ernie Yake will come to the plate. Boy, what a job by McIntyre. Fantastic. Yeah. Came in in the second inning and has looked very strong out there for BYU. Well, the great part about that second inning, Brent, is they could have easily scored three runs that inning, and he was able to minimize it to just two, and uh, he only gave up the one. wasn't his, but uh, and then he's throwing two straight zeros after that. Yake fouls the pitch off for strike one. But that last strikeout was huge because he got to three and one and was able to get back to strike him out, which changes the whole complexity of the inning. You walk that guy, now you have Yake up who can bunt him over and, and, and do some things. Here's the 0-1. Strike two call. Well, Mitch McIntyre, you can just kind of feel the confidence growing out there in Mitch as he has thrown the ball very well here tonight. Ball fouled off down the first base side. Yeah, and he's a guy that I truly believe, you know, we were talking about uh, an inning ago about how the innings are just going to keep getting more and more and more, and he's really earned a role to come in and, and throw strikes and got a chance to, to really extend it here and see if he can get more innings this year. Here's the 0-2. Yake fouls another one off. He made a small adjustment, too, with Coach Bradshaw. In high school, he was probably an 84 to 85-mile-an-hour pitcher, and now he's able to get it up to 88, 89 miles an hour, and uh, he really pounds his zone and has a lot of confidence and just competes out there. Here's the 0-2. Boy, just missed off the plate. Wow. It did just miss, didn't it? Good miss, though. If you're going to miss, miss there. Yeah, 0-2, good pitch. Pitches up. You mentioned Michael Bradshaw, first year as a pitching coach here at BYU out of the University of Arizona. And I know there's been some nice reviews of him and uh, what he's been able to do with his pitching staff. 2-2 pitch. That's up a little bit high, ball three. Yeah, Coach, Coach Shaw is an, is an awesome guy. He's doing a really good job with the pitching staff. They're really buying into the program. And, and so far, early on in this season, the pitching staff has been really just phenomenal. 
3-2 pitch. Ball hit into center field. Base hit by Ernie Yake. Yake a big turn. He's going for two. Here comes the throw from Jelilich, and he slides in safely. You see the way Yake left the box. He was thinking two all the way. Yeah, and that reminds, reminds me of last night's hit, his double that he had to yep. score two in the 11th. Slides easily into second base, as you can see there on the WTV. Now Mike Littlewood out, and we are going to get a pitching change. We'll take a 90-second break. Be back with a new hurler for BYU right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. New pitcher for BYU, Easton Walker, wearing number nine, sophomore out of Pleasant Grove High School. Walker will come in in relief of McIntyre, who did a stellar job here tonight for BYU. What did he pitch? He pitched uh, two and a third innings. And uh, just really gave up, didn't give up an unearned run. Uh, unearned run. Yeah, really good job by Mitch to come in and settle down and throw up a couple of zeros. and Gave up the one-out double to Yake, but now comes an Easton Walker who has just been really, really good this year for the Cougs. Walker in 16 innings pitched this year has one save, so giving up seven hits, only one run, nine strikeouts. Opponents hitting 132 against the sophomore out of Pleasant Grove. So Walker brought on in relief here in the top of the fifth inning. 3-3 the score, BYU and Gonzaga. Get another good game, much like we saw last night. And Guthrie Morrison will step in. He's 0 for 2 here tonight. He is grounded out and popped up to the second baseman, McNew. And there's a ball hit out toward DJ. DJ uh, boots it, comes up, can't make the play. Had to go far. It was right. Just couldn't make the play. Yeah, you got to make that play if you're DJ. Then it's two outs and a runner on third. But now here they are, sack fly away from taking a lead. Got there in time, almost overran the ball a little bit. So runners at the corners now for Gonzaga. Easton did exactly what he wanted to do. And now if you're Easton, you're looking, hey, let hit a ball right back to DJ again and get a double play ball here to get out of this inning. Panarini now the catcher steps in with runners at the corners. One man out. And here's the first pitch from Easton Walker, and that's a little bit outside. Ball one. Panarini is uh, 0 for 1 today. Did have a sack flying an RBI in the first. Flew out to center field in the third inning. And here is Walker's pitch. A little bit low for ball two. Just missed down. Walker this year, nine strikeouts in the 16 innings. Only two base on balls, and he's only given up one extra base hit. Here's the two-ball pitch. That's hit to Sue. He's got it. Throw to He'll step got on him. the... He got him. Yes, he did. Stepped on the bag, through to second, and they make the tag. Double play. Great play by Sue there. You see the replay. Penarini hit the ball hard, and Sue, I think, made the wise choice. Made a bad throw and give uh, Matthews a lot of credit for digging that ball out of the dirt. 
Yeah, and the best part about that is Matthews tagged him before the runner scored. Yeah. Now, because Sue touched first, if the runner would have scored before he tagged him at second, that run would have counted because now it's not a force-out double play. It's a tag double play. So great job and great pick by Matthews to get that tag down before the runner crossed. All right, we're all tied up 3-3. We'll go to the bottom of the fifth on your W.TV, New Skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the New Skin, BYU Sports Network. Danny Jelilich steps in, tries to punt his way on the first pitch, misses. 0-1-1 the count. Looked like he tried to push that down the line. And Jelilich fouls that pitch off. And quickly Jelilich behind in the count, 0-1-2. Yeah, and I like that idea by Jelilich. If you get it past the first ba- uh, the pitcher and make the first baseman feel that going towards second, all you got to do is now beat the pitcher to the bag. No balls, two strikes. Jelilich, the Cougar center fielder, steps back in and takes the pitch down. We were talking a little about that double play that ended the inning. And if the runner at third had crossed the plate before the tag had been made at second base, the run would have scored. It would have, yeah. Maktoff, the head coach, was out arguing with the umpires between innings. And Sue made the determination, I'm going to go to first and then try to get the tag. Strike three called on Jelilich as he takes the fastball over the inside corner, four out number one. Yeah, Blattner's really just painting that inner half. He's got three Cougs looking now on that pitch. And uh, it's uh, it's been a strike all night. And uh, it's one of those pitches that at now you got to make an adjustment to it. I think Blattner's now at 70 pitches. Noah Hill steps in. Noah struck out looking his first time up there. And the first pitch to Hill, same pitch, inside corner fastball for strike one. And it really changes the game plan for Blattner that he can get that called strike because then really you can't just lean out over the plate trying to hit everything away. You have to really, really battle. That pitch is off the plate, one ball and one strike to Noah Hill, the senior out of Flower Mound, Texas. Hitting 388 as he steps in, he's had a tremendous start to his season. Here's the 1-1. That pitch is up, ball two. Umpire Tyler Ferguson's done a nice job behind the plate. Been very consistent tonight. Yeah, I've got no issue with his zone. It's been consistent. That's really all you want, Brent, is consistency. Here's the 2-1. Hill fouls that one off, 2-2 two two the count. Noah wearing number two on the back of that uh, Cougar jersey. Carson Matthews in the on-deck circle. And here is the 2-2 pitch. Up high, ball three. Yeah, he tried to catch up. Catcher was setting up down and in, trying to go back in there. But uh, just threw that ball way too high. 3-2 the count, one man out. Game tied 3-3 here in the bottom of the fifth inning. And the 3-2 pitch is up high for ball four. So the Cougars with a base runner here. Yeah, and that's that's a nice job by Noah there to battle back and get that walk. You get on base. He is getting on base. And see if the next guy can do something to 
to move you over. The Cougs have done a good job this year of getting on base. The, the, the problem in the game that they've lost, they just haven't been able to get that big hit to drive in a run. One man out, one man on. And Matthews steps in, and that pitch is well outside for a ball. Brent, I think this is the first time the Cougs have actually reached first because that's the first walk, and they had the two home runs and, and the a double. double. So that is true. I think it's the first time that they've actually had a base runner just on first. So we haven't seen Blattner's move at all. Here's the one-ball pitch. Blattner looks over at first base. And Matthews tries to bunt. Looked like a pitch was probably off the plate a little bit. Yeah, it would have been ball two, I think. And the count now one and one on the freshman out of San Clemente, California, Carson Matthews. Huge four-hole open right there for Carson just to slap it in there, see if he can get Noah to go first to third. 1-1 one, one pitch. Strike two called. Pitch on the inside corner. Yeah, he's finding a lot of confidence on that inner, inner third right now which makes it tough on hitters. If you can pound that zone on the inner half, it makes it tough to hit because then that changeup running away is really tough to hit. Ball and two strikes. Matthews steps back in. He grounds one to third. Third baseman's got it on to second for one. The return to first, not in time. So the Cougars do not... Ground into the double play, but that will bring the top of the order and Brian Sue to the play. Matthews on in the fielder's choice. And that's two times now that Matthews has taken that change up on the outer half and just rolled over to third. Good job there by getting down the line. Now timeout called as the catcher is going to go out. Well, this is one of the six visits you're allowed and kind of an interesting time. Two men out with the leadoff hitter up there. Well, Sue did hit the home run off him last time, and they have the righty going in the pen. And the thing about the new visit rule is now this counts as a first visit of the inning. So if a coach does come out next, you have to pull him, which is probably what they're doing. They're having him take the time just to give him a few more pitches to get ready, and then Coach McTuck will go out there and make the change possibly. Yeah, it looks like Gonzaga, a couple of guys in the pen ready to go. That's a big decision now. I mean, as a yeah, catcher, you've got to look over and say, well, you're not going out yeah. there unless you're instructed yeah, to go out that's there. That's basically what we've been telling the guys on our team is just you don't go unless we tell you. Two men out, and the first pitch to Sue is outside for a ball. And you know what? That is going to speed the game up because there were some teams that every inning, you'd have a shortstop coming in. Oh, you'd, yeah. You know, whoever coming in—that's just—that's uh, a great rule. Well, it was a—that even goes beyond the major league rule by a lot. I, I agree. Want to know the count on Sue? There goes the runner. Sue takes a pitch, way inside for a ball. And Matthews had such a big jump. Yeah. The catcher didn't even make the throw. That'll be a a stolen base for Matthews, his fourth of the year. And that's a big steal right there because now two outs, runner on second with Sue who's batting over 400 right now and has had some really clutch at-bats for the Cougs so far this season. 
And the, the, you got the outfield playing deep with Sue up, who has been a big-time singles guy. Now they're going to walk him to get to the lefty. Yeah, they're going to walk Sue to Makes get sense. to uh, McIntyre. The numbers would say that's what you do. Especially after the ball Sue hit off him last time. And, and so far, his command this inning hasn't been as strong as it was early in the game. And that's it. That's the second they visit. Should, We're going to get a pitching should. change. I thought they had to. This is the pitching coach. Normally, uh, huh. Mactoff would yeah. come out. but uh, Maybe I was misinformed. I, I, was, I thought that because the catcher took a visit, it counted. And this would be the second visit. So maybe the coach's visits are still the same. Interesting. So that's two full visits just this inning of the six you get in the game. Plus they had a, a catcher's visit earlier, didn't they? Yes, they had a catcher's. Yeah, so. Definitely. I believe that's uh, Danny Evans, who is the pitching coach. They've really developed some great pitchers at Gonzaga over the years. So he'll return to the dugout. And that will bring to the plate uh, McIntyre now with runners at first and second base. Cougars trying to take the lead. Yeah, good speed on the bases, and Mitch can get a single here. Carson's going to score. McIntyre 0 for 2 to dare. Pair of ground outs. And the first pitch to McIntyre is a little bit low. Ball one. Yeah, I would have been shocked if they would have tried to bring in the right-hander here with the lefty up after you intentionally walk Sue. This is where Mitch can make it really hurt. Hit a ball down the right field line here and let Sue run and see if it can turn into two runs. McIntyre, 1-0 count. Blattner. From the stretch, and the pitch is outside for ball two. Well, you're going to get a good pitch to hit here, Brent, because they don't want to see Brock Hill on deck, who's had two really good swings today. No doubt about that. Yeah, if you're uh, McIntyre, I'm sure you're aware of that and ready to roll here. Latner again looks back at second, and the pitch. That pitch Ooh. is on the inside corner for a strike. Yeah, borderline strike right there. It looked like it was up, but it was pretty close. Two and one the count. So McIntyre with two men out. This DH, he's pitched in the ball game and is sl- slipping back into that uh, DH role. And here is the 2-1 pitch. That's outside ball three. Guaranteed, he doesn't want to face the right-handed hitting Brock Hill. And if, if he loses McIntyre, I'd be shocked if we didn't see a right-handed yeah, run into the game. Yeah, they'll go to the next pitcher, that's for sure. So if you're Mitch here, you're... You're ready to unleash on a good pitch here, but still be selective knowing who's on deck. 3-1. and one. Pitch to McIntyre. That pitch is down low. Ball four. Base is loaded. Well, Mitch McIntyre, he's only batting 230 on the year, Brent. But I tell you what, that's he's leading the team now in walks. And his on-base percentage coming into today was fantastic at a 439. So... And here comes Coach Mactock. 
So now we're going to get a pitching change. We'll take a 90-second break. Be back with more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton. All right, back here, Nick Trogolik Iverson, who pitched two and two-thirds last night. Threw 36 pitches. Gave up three hits, no runs, did have one strikeout. And he will come up with a Brock Hill at the plate, two men out. Here in the bottom of the fifth inning in a game all tied up 3-3. Till hit a long home run here in the first inning. And Brock will step in against Iverson. First pitch, that is a curveball, and that's down low, ball one. Yeah, you got Iverson pitching on, through what, 35, 40 pitches last night? 36 pitches. 36 yep. pitches. Coming back. Big part of the game right here. Outfield is playing shallow right now for Brock up. Hale steps in. Here's the 1-0. Brock takes that pitch up high for ball two. 93 miles an hour right there. So, hey, his arm feels fresh. Maybe he's a guy that likes to pitch back-to-back days because that arm's still fresh. Ergelich, uh this year has an ERA of five. And now the right fielder just went back five steps. He's much deeper now. Here's the 2-0. And that ball's hammered deep left center field. This ball is off the wall. One run scores. Two run scores. Here comes the third run. And Brock Hill has unloaded the bases. Cougars lead 6-3 on a laser right to the bottom of the wall at the 380-foot mark in left center field. And that's your senior leader right there. That's what the team has been waiting for. He hits a solo shot to tie the game in the first, and then the huge two-out double here in the fifth inning to clear the bases. And you had your best speed on the bases. They were Mitch was going to score easy on that. Fantastic job, Brock Hill. Cougars lead it 6-3. And Jackson Clough now steps in again against Iverson. And the first pitch to Clough is down low. And boy, Iverson got himself in trouble when he went down 2-0. Yeah, he down 2-0. And you hear, hear, he knew he had to yeah. throw a strike, and so did Brock Hale. Yeah, it was 91 miles an hour, and Brock didn't miss it. I thought it might get out off the bat. I was waiting for your call, and then it just bounced <laughs> off the, the bottom of the wall. Hit too hard. Didn't yeah. get any elevation. Yeah. Just a line drive. Cougars with three in the inning. And Clough takes that one down low for ball two. Well, the whole team has seen him. They saw him yesterday, and not often do you do that with relievers unless it's a closer that maybe just pitched one inning. But they've all kind of seen him now, and uh, if he's going to fall behind 2-0, you start to hunt that fastball and see what you can do with it. Pitch is on the outside corner. A little changeup right there. Borderline. Good pitch right there, 2-0. And good take by Jackson. Two balls, one strike to Clough. Looking to pick up another big two-out RBI here in the fifth. Here's the pitch, and that's outside. For ball three, and I'll guarantee with first base open, they're being very careful with Clough. Yeah, they know Clough's the 350 hitter, leading the team in RBIs with the right-hander on deck. They're going to go probably back to that changeup here to see if they can get Clough to chase it and roll over. 
Three and one. Iverson from the stretch. Here's the pitch. That ball hammered. First baseman knocks it down. Nyquist, he's got it. He'll throw the ball to Iverson for the out. But the Cougars with three big runs in the inning. Three runs on just one base hit. There were no errors. One man left. We're through five. Cougars six. Gonzaga three on your W.TV New Skin BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. We go to the sixth inning. Cougars leading 6-3. Ryan Sullivan will lead it off, the cleanup hitter for Gonzaga. Cougars scored one in the first, one in the third, one in the fourth, and the big three-run double there by uh, Brock Hale. Put three up on the board here in the fifth inning, and uh, Easton Walker just plunks Sullivan right on the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, that's not that's not normal for Easton Walker. He's a strike thrower, and just the curveball just stayed inside and got Sullivan on the on the shoulder. Not what you want to do after you take a lead. You want to go attack these guys. Troy Johnston will step in with a runner at first base and the first pitch outside, ball one. Johnson has tripled and struck out in the ball game. Boy, very important the Cougars put a zero up on the board here for Gonzaga. Keep that momentum going. Ball popped up and out of play down near the Cougar bullpen area. Both teams with four hits. Cougars scored those three runs on just one hit. As there was a, a couple of walks in the inning. Actually, three walks was in three. the inning. Yeah. In the fielder's choice out. 1-1 one, one pitch, strike called. One and two. Yeah, there was a walk, then there was a fielder's choice, right. then there was a intentional walk. Then a walk to McIntyre and the big double by Brock. And that's what you got to do. You got to make base runners that they give up. You got to make that count. Ball and two strikes. Pitch just off the plate. And the count goes to uh, two balls and two strikes. Well, Easton Walker is the recipient of those three runs as he came in and pitched the uh, into the bottom of the fifth. As Johnston set, here's the pitch. Foul to Sue on to second for one. The return to first in time for the double play. 3-6-1 as Walker got over to the, to the bag and plenty of time to make the the catch on the double play throw from uh, Matthews. And that's a fantastic PFP pitcher's fielding practice job done right there with Sue fielding it and throwing it to Carson. And, and Easton covered that bag just perfectly. Oh, he was for there the double plenty play. of time. Yeah. He was waiting for the ball. Yeah, it helps. Normally he, you'll see a pitcher tr- chugging yeah. to get over there, yeah. but he was there waiting. Well, Easton's an athlete. He was a high school uh, all-state shortstop. Barrera now steps in in the first pitch over for call strike one. 90 miles an hour on the fastball from Easton Walker. Here's Walker's 0-1 to Barrera. Popped up, foul down the 
left field line. That ball's going to find the uh, bullpen area for the Cougars. Well, maybe that's all Easton needed right there to get the blood flowing on that run into first because he hadn't thrown a pitch over 87, 88 until after that. And now the last two, 90 miles an hour, I'm ready to go. He's doing a little wind sprint before he hits the yeah, mound. Yeah, he does. Here's the 0-2. Little looper right at Matthews. He's got it. And the Cougars retire the Bulldogs in order here in the sixth inning. Lorenz hits her errors. We're through five and a half, six three. Cougars leading the Bulldogs on your W.TV New Skin BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton. New pitcher for Gonzaga, number 39, is Taylor Davis. Six foot, 180 pound senior out of Federal Way, Washington, by way of Lower Columbia College, so a JC transfer playing his senior year. For Gonzaga. And he will face DJ McNew here in the bottom of the six. It's weird seeing both uh, six three the score in both teams with just four base hits. Yeah, it really is. Davis's first pitch, McNew fooled on the pitch, but went around swinging. For strike one, DJ 0 for 2 today, struck out looking in the second, flew out to left field in the fourth inning. Well, the story of this game has been Brock Hale so far. McNew hammers this one pretty good. Left fielder going back, and he's there and makes the catch for the out. McNew, just the last two balls he's hit, just got under him just a little bit. Yeah, it's hit him hard to deep left field, but both of them are tracked down by Barrera. Brock Hill with a long home run in the first inning and the three-run double in the fifth. That's a difference in the ball game as the Cougars leading the Bulldogs 6-3. Now Keaton Kringlin steps in. Keaton is 0-2. He's popped out and grounded out, and uh, Kringlin fouls it off. Yeah, I really strike one. I liked his at-bat last time, though, Brent. He battled and battled and battled, and then there was the pass ball that scored Clough. And then he hit a nice line drive ground ball to the four hole that the short, the third uh, that uh, Brashears made a great play on. Here's the 0-1. That pitch is outside. Ball and a strike to Kringlin with Jelilich on deck for BYU. Cougars one in the first, one in the third, one in the fourth, and three more in the fifth. They got those three on just one base hit. Pitch to uh, Kringlin up and in a little bit. There were a couple of walks and an intentional pass there in the fifth. And then they brought Iverson in, who threw two and two-thirds last night through 36 pitches. Got behind 2-0 and oh to Brock Hale, and then Hale just laced one into the left uh, center field alley. Yeah, I mean, they basically just brought in Iverson to face Brock and said, hey, okay, this is our matchup. We're going to go with our guy, you know, 93-mile-an-hour fastball with a slider. He fell behind 2-0 and threw just a cookie down the middle that Brock did not miss. 3-1 pitch to Kringlin. Popped up over near the Gonzaga dugout. First baseman coming over, and that ball will land on top of the dugout. So the count will go full to Keaton Kringlin. Uh, game three tomorrow. At 1 o'clock here, Gonzaga and BYU. Cougars uh, currently 12-4 and four record coming into tonight's ball game. Uh, Gonzaga seven wins and eight losses. Both teams played uh, 
pretty stout competition in the preseason. And now they're meeting each other here. Ground ball at Ernie Yake. He's got it, and he'll throw to first for the out. So the shortstop, as we've seen over the last couple of years, great defensive player, made another good one right there. Yeah, good changeup there by Davis on full count. Got Keaton just out in front a little bit. Roll over to short, and great play by Yake. He's just, he's going to make everything at him. He's a good shortstop. And he's not, you know, he's normally the third baseman. Due to the injury, they've moved him over to the shortstop position, and he looks pretty comfortable out there. Jelilich steps in. Danny is swinging a miss for strike one. Danny, pair of strikeouts in the game. Got caught uh, looking his last time up in the fifth inning. Here's Davis's pitch. That's outside for a ball. Well, and da Danny just has game-changing speed. He's got to find a way to put more balls in play. If he can put more balls in play, he's going to get on base a ton because he can really run. Putting balls on play in the gr on the ground yeah. also is the important thing. That pitch is down low ball too. And the, and the crazy thing is he came back from his mission this this fall, and that's what he did all fall was hit on the ground, run, walked a bunch, had a great fall, and we need to get back to that guy. 2-1 pitch. Ball hit uh, foul down the third baseline. Baseball, you know, as we've talked about through the years, uh, it's such a mental game, and boy, you you lose a little confidence at the plate, and it's just, uh, you never know what's going to bring you out of it. Uh, right so, now, you can see Danny's kind of working through that. Well, yeah, he's pressing right now. He's just trying to get all those hit back in one at bat. You know, he's swinging at borderline pitches that if you take, you know, get yourself in a better count. He's just trying to do too much. Two balls, two strikes. Pitch to Jelilich, little looper, right fielder. Went back, now coming in, and nobody's going to get there. So Jelilich, little excuse me single into right uh, field. Johnson did not get a good break on that baseball. No, he didn't. But, uh, hey, that's a, a hit that Jelilich will take because now there's a good chance here. Coach Littlewood in the first two pitches is going to send Jelilich just to get Noah Hill a chance to hit with a runner on second and two outs. So a two-out single by Jelilich. And Noah Hill will step in. We haven't seen Davis, his uh, move to first base. Danny, pretty good lead there. And uh, a quick throw over, and uh, Jelilich back in safely. I've got to believe he's going, as you said, sometime early in this count. Another throw to first, and Jelilich again back in safely. Well, that's his favorite move. He likes to pick as he's coming set to try to get that runner to take one extra step to see if he can catch him. Two men out, a runner at first base. Cougars leading 6-3. That pitch is outside for a ball. Cougars now six runs on five base hits. And the outfield's playing no doubles here to, to try to cut it away so that Jelich couldn't can't score from first. Here's the 1-0. That's outside ball two. Well, you never know. That hit by Jelich might, uh, might get him turned around a little bit. Sometimes all it takes is just a little bloop, right? Just put a ball in play and see what can happen. 
He's such a fantastic kid, too. Comes from a great family. And if he can get going, it really changes the dynamic of this offense. 2-0 pitch. Hill swings and misses at the fastball at 88. Swung right through it. Jelic, uh, both brothers uh, played uh, collegiate ball. He's got another, his oldest brother's playing in the Reds organization right now. Middle brother Matt played at uh, Pepperdine. And so we got a chance to see Matt uh, quite a bit over the last few years. Another great kid, as you'd mentioned, uh, just a, a real good family. Yeah, they're fantastic. His mom, every time she comes from the road, she always bakes homemade cookies. And uh, let's just say uh, I can't stop but eat those every single time. One turns into about five real quick. Two on Pitzer. No, Jelich looked like he was going to go, and then he put the brakes on. So Noah Hill with a 2-2 count now with two men out. Taylor Davis, uh, not too impressive stat line, ERA of 7.5, but he's looked good out here so far in this inning. He's got good stuff. He's got another, really good stuff. Another quick move to first. And Jelic uh, back in safely. You see he and Trent Pratt, the uh, first base coach for the Cougars, having a little chat after that throw over. And here's the 2-2. That pitch is outside, ball three. Well, he's definitely going now. Which, the interesting thing here is, with them playing so deep and him running, if he hits some sort of a bloop single down the lines, Jelich might be able to score because he'll be past second base by the time it drops. And he's, man, he can really fly. Runner will be going. Here's a 3-2 pitch. And Hill hits the ball pretty well. The filler, not a bat. A terrible jump comes in, unable to make the play. Jelic is going to score on the double by Noah Hill. Again, Barrera struggled out there the entire night, picking that ball up off the bat. Yeah, he dove and just couldn't quite get there. And the Cougars lead seven three. Yeah, and because he's playing so deep right there, he had no chance to recover from the bad first step that he took. He went back originally, and naturally that's what you're supposed to do as an outfielder. But because he went back, you know that ball was hit so high. I thought he still had a chance to to make that play. And Noah did a really good job of just saying, "Hey, I'm just going to keep running and get a double out of this." And Joe easy is going to score because he's running on that play. So two hits in the inning with two men out have scored a run. And now Carson Matthews steps in with a chance to add another one. Yeah, you can really make it hurt right here if you can get another knock. With a base hit. And here's the pitch from Davis, and that's over for a strike. Cougars have scored in every inning but the second so far in the ball game. And here is the 0-1 pitch to Carson Matthews. Takes the pitch off the plate. And, and they count one and one. And they've scored in such weird ways, right? That's the thing that's so interesting. You have the two solo shots. You know, then you have the bloop single where a guy scores from first. And you have the big two-out uh, double by Brock with three with, walks in the inning. Yeah, with you no know? hits except yeah. for Hale. Yeah, it's just crazy. Ball and a strike. 
Pitch to Matthews, and that's a down low ball, too. Really a critical game for BYU, especially after losing that first oh, absolutely. West Coast Conference uh, contest, uh, especially a team you know you're going to be battling and is going to be right there at the top of the top of the regular season. Yeah, your goal is to win every series, and when you lose game one, game two becomes the most important game of the year. 2-1 pitch. Matthews fouls that one off. They yeah, got a good fastball to hit right there. Just missed that. Good swing there by Carson. Again, two balls, two strikes. Cougars with a run in the inning on a couple of hits. And Taylor Davis fires, and Matthews hits this ball down to Nyquist. He's got it at first. He'll throw the ball to the pitcher at the back for the out, and that'll do it. Cougars did get a run on two hits. They lead 7-3. We're through six innings on your W.TV New Skin BYU Sports Network.